once again to Center Left Radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz. My name is Richard Gazer, and as always, I am pleased and I'm honored to be your host and your commentator for another of our commentary shows, one of the shows that we have up on air and online 24-7 here at www.centerlefttalkradio, one word, centerlefttalkradio.com. There are two links when you go there to our homepage. The first, of course, is the, uh, the, the, the famous, the, the typically accessed uh, podcast link that most people would expect to go to if they were going to, um, you know, listen to a show. But we, we give you that alternative. There's also the uh, radio loop link. You know what it is. You're listening to one or the other right now. You might also be coming in to Center Left Radio by choosing us as a podcast wherever you choose your podcasts from. In which instance, of course, you're, you're listening to us. You found us simply under center-left radio. But, but what, however you did it, you're there. We're glad you're there. And we have, uh, as always, uh, no lack of stuff to talk about. Lots of stuff to talk about. <laughs> um, we have been particularly uh, stuff laden of late uh, in this country, it would seem. We, we, there, there, there are things happening and there are moods and modes of expression that you can, you can taste and feel the evolution of communication uh, plans and thoughts and styles virtually. Uh, it's, it's in the air. What what on earth do I mean by that? Uh, let me give you some examples. Let, let, let me start somewhere with this. Um, two or three days ago, Donald uh, said that Mark Milley should be executed. Well, he said he said that under any other circumstances, the fact that Milley, who finally uh, in, uh, there was an article that appeared in the Atlantic, and and Mark Milley, who had been Trump's former chief of staff. Um, finally said straight out in an interview that he thought Trump was nuts, that he was a danger to the country, that basically he spent most of his time, Millie did, when in the White House, trying to protect the country from Donald. No, nothing new there. You've heard that before. What was new this time around was that Donald basically said, Donald, the one, you know, with the 91 indictments, 91 counts, uh, four different indictments uh, running against him right now, all over the place. Uh, first trial, the two trials currently scheduled for March, which is going to be rather interesting. I think you have the, um, the New York trial is set for the 3rd of March of 2024, and the, uh, and the, January 6th related material that that has been brought by um, by by Jack Smith that's scheduled for the 25th of March so how how that's going to play out is going to be interesting but we know we know in the world we live right now the world in which Donald basically in one of his truth social tweets threatened Mark Milley's life well he's well 
how did he do that? He, he said, he said, in any other time, in another time, you would have been executed for being treasonous. So he accused Milley of being uh, treasonous, of being a traitor to the United States and saying that uh, just, you know, any other time. Uh, you would be executed. So, of course, we know what that means. We, we know what that means. We know how Trump supporters translate that. Essentially, uh, basically putting a, a target on Mark Milley's head, back, whatever you want to do, if there wasn't one there already. But, but Trump just drew it with big, you know, big, big concentric circles there, just, just to make sure no one could miss it. And, and keep in mind, this, this is the same Donald, okay, who knows that, you know, he is under 91 counts uh, in four separate cases, four separate indictments, knows that he is going to be going into court with virtually, virtually no real defense, no no. There are no factual, no legal defenses. There might be procedural defenses. There might be delays possible. But on the facts, on the merits, on the merits, there's no one out there short of the wacko jobs that basically have advised Trump in the past. You know, the disbarred, disgraced lawyers like Rudy Giuliani and, and, uh, and what's her name, uh, Sidney Powell and Eastman, uh, Powell and someone else who have requested early trials in Georgia. Those cases are starting up in about uh, three weeks or so. That should be interesting to see how that plays out. No one gives Donald a snowball's chance in hell on the merits. He knows this. His attorneys know this. Everybody is playing for delay, for time. They're playing for public relations. They're doing whatever the hell they can do, knowing that the legal system where, where one would think one would seek some form of redress in a court environment would be the place where you'd put your best foot forward if you hadn't actually done, if you knew in your heart you weren't guilty of all the shit that they're accusing you of, basically you're going to put forth a rational, reasonable, effective defense short of or better than deny, 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 standard denial process in the standard response form that comes back from every defendant so that in your briefs, there will be some kind of statements of fact that will basically give some basis for, oh, I see, yeah, oh, we missed this. Oh, oh, you can interpret what was done this way, and it's legally rational. Well, well so far, there ain't nothing like that out there because there is nothing legally rational. Donald may run around and say, well, you know, the Presidential Records Act says that I can do everything I damn well please and basically rip the place apart and declassify and reclassify in my sleep, in my, in my daydreams, while I'm sitting on the bowl, I could, and I'm allowed to show every... 
He can misstate whatever he wants, but in a legal brief, in a filing, and in a court of law, in the actual event, in the, in the actual court process, you can't say that kind of lying crap. It doesn't work. So that in the documentation, in the stuff that matters in the courts, there's nothing there. Donald knows there's nothing there. There's nothing substantive on the merits. There is only delay, avoidance, hopefully put it off. Put, ah, put it off. Yeah, because the only possibility here, you see, is that Donald somehow, I don't know if he wins, but he takes power, and once he has power, he pardons himself. And we've said this on prior shows that it is as insane as, and, and as constitutionally repugnant and as infuriating and, and as disruptive to the country as it would be if, in fact, Donald were actually able to recapture, however he would do it, the presidency of the United States, the, con the constitutional repugnance of him pardoning himself would be almost a secondary issue. Because for the country to, well, validly elect a four-time indicted twice impeached guy just, well, we'll elect him because he, he's our guy. And right now, 50% of Republicans, or better than that, of primary people, basically, and, and there are polls out there saying, just in the general electorate, that, yeah, uh, we would take, we would take, we, we would take Donald over uh, Joe. Yeah, yeah, we, we should. Well, well, why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we indeed? Now, one, one of the arguments you hear about Donald and why it's really not a problem, I mean, all the stuff he says and all of the threats about getting people killed and, and, and everything he's recently said about in immediately investigating MSNBC and NBC that they are basically enemies of the people and all the business about suspending the Constitution. This is just... Donald. You, you know how Donald is. Donald basically, yeah, he's a showman. He's, he's just nothing more than, he's, he's, he's kind of a puppy dog. He's, a, he's an easygoing sort of reality TV host who's just sort of fun and, and he's entertaining and all that stuff. He, he was, at one time, largely that. But you see, now, now, he is a former reality TV host who fomented an insurrection against the country that he was sworn to lead as commander-in-chief, got a bunch of people killed, got hundreds of people thrown into jail in all kinds of trouble, got himself indicted four times, got himself impeached twice, He's not just a warm and fuzzy and cuddly, you know, kind of TV-ish, kind of clowny kind of guy. No, 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 no. 
it's 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 a lot more than that now. It's not, oh, don't worry, Donald's just saying that. If he did, in fact, get back into power, it'd be fine. And really, you know, I get where people are coming from if they feel that Joe was a little doddering and a little bit too old. I mean, okay, so Donald's three years younger and, and, and can't remember uh, which president or which Bush he was running against or is spending a lot of time lately... Uh, claiming that whales are being driven to shore by windmills off the coast of South Carolina or goes into a gun shop in South Carolina and says, yeah, I'm going to buy that Glock. And they put out a statement saying he bought the Glock and just sort of forgetting the fact that under the federal, the new federal law that was passed this past summer, uh, a indicted person cannot buy a firearm. You're All this it's it's no it's it's just donald being donald he's just trying to get people kind of revved up but you see if if the reality if the fact that a guy with four indictments two impeachments uh, who has been civilly convicted of rape if that person can still in a head-to-head -head poll, and granted, it's, it's, it's 14 months out, thank God, but if 14 months out even can be in a head-to-head -head matchup with the, the sitting president of the United States, who's done a pretty damn good job, by the way, if he can be running neck and neck with that person, that's, that's a problem. Do you understand? That's a problem. And, and, and I, I began getting a sense of just how big a problem this might be. Uh, well, now maybe I didn't start, get, start getting a sense. That's, that's not a fair way of putting it. But it, it, was, it was sort of underscored a bit more, the, the, the extent of this problem. In watching uh, Nicole Wallace's show yesterday afternoon, this would have been, um, what's today? Today's Tuesday the 26th, so Monday the 25th of September, 2023. Nicole Wallace's show yesterday. And uh, my wife happened to be watching it as well. And we, we were in different rooms in the house doing different things, but both had a, a monitor going somewhere nearby. And I found myself suddenly picking my head up and noticing her a lot more than I maybe would. I normally would look for her first segment, kind of figure what the topic of the day is. Am I interested? Both my wife and I found ourselves glued to her show yesterday. Because she was talking about just how, finally, talk, not just saying how bad Donald is, not just saying that he's, he's unhinged, he's saying horrible things, but, but facing, really facing the danger it represents. When we, day in and day out, we, we, we think of ourselves as rational, democratic sorts. When we can talk about and, and point to all the things he's doing day in and day out, and yet somehow 50% of the country 
goes, shrug. Yeah, I could see voting for this guy. 14 months out, granted. No cases have gone to court yet, granted. But 14 months out from the election, 50% of the country can go shrug. It's really no big deal. And, and, and she began really pounding this thought home and, and adding to that or, or compounding the knowledge of what he says he's going to do. Now, <coughs> there's always the argument. Well, no, no, Donald's just talking. You know, Donald, Donald talks, <clears throat> and, and he's, just, he's just afraid because he's thinking about prison and all that. So he's just saying that. Yeah, but, but 50% of the electorate, not just Republicans, however these polls are set up and some of them are inaccurate and some are, are skewed and whatever the case, 50% are willing to say, you know, and in some cases more, yeah, you know, I, 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 would go for, I would go for Trump over Biden. And at some point, and I guess it was yesterday for MSNBC, at some point you have to say, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is no longer a let's talk about it and make the assumption, or with the implicit assumption that there will be a natural evolution within the country towards Biden simply because that's who we are, that this is just this outlier group, and I've said this many times myself, that the, the core MAGA base is an outlier group. But when you have a national poll that at this point, with everything that everyone knows about this son of a bitch, and you can have better, in some cases, than half the American people, likely, likely voters, saying, yeah, I would, take, I would take Donald over Joe Biden right now. Either, I don't know if they know everything that Donald said, I don't know if it's just a question of un- well, it's not, Biden's just too old, so we have, we'll go with the other guy. I, I don't know, I don't know the exact, I'd have to see the drill down on some of these, uh, on the surveys. There was one that was done, I think, by ABC, uh, and, and that's the one that was really huge. It had almost a, a nine-point lead for Trump, for Trump, okay? I, I, I'd have to understand how people are thinking this. But it, would, it wouldn't make a lot of difference. If, 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 if the end result is if when I go into a, if I were to go into a voting booth today, I would pull the lever for Donald. And better than half the electorate, at least in this survey, is saying that something is desperately, desperately wrong. Okay, people, get this in your heads. Something is desperately wrong. If 50% of the country can say at this moment, knowing or not, they should be knowing, there, there should be enough information, or maybe there's just not enough information. But if 50% of the country can choose a guy who at least is just 
Well, he's talking about executing Mark Milley. He's talking about shutting down NBC and MSNBC. He's talking about suspending the Constitution. He's, he's, he's only suggesting to the Congress, the Republican Congress, that they should shut the country down until they get everything, they the, until the wackos get everything. He's just talking. No one really, you know, Donald's not, a, no, he, here's the response to Donald's just talking. And I don't take credit for the thought here. I, I, well, I don't I, 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 I share the thought. I don't take credit for the structure of the response. That comes from uh, John Meacham this morning, uh, who I was listening to, brilliant historian, uh, American historian. When people start telling you it's just, you know, it's just talk, it's just, here's the answer. Very simple. January 6th. Oh, no, no, he's just talking about, he's just, he's just, he wouldn't, January 6th. What happened? Did a bunch of people on their own, uh, just kind of all get together and, and just spontaneously had a rave session going in Washington, D.C.? Or were they directed there by an individual who asked them to help him overturn the constitutional order of the United States so that he could illegally remain in power, most likely indefinitely if he'd managed to do that, who basically said it's going to be wild, who basically knew and wanted them to go there with weapons, who basically realized it was the only way he was going to hold on to his power. And that same individual now, since then, now has 91 criminal counts sitting on his shoulders and basically, well, maybe he's just talking again when he says, there's no reason, we have, we have no historical basis to imagine that when Donald is under extreme pressure and the fear of losing that which he values most, his power, his prestige, and everything, that we, he, we, he won't do anything extreme. He's not that kind of guy. January 6th. Really? Really? You, he, he's just talking about getting people killed, about shutting down uh, uh, all, sorts of, uh, uh, all sorts of media networks. Uh, he, he's, not, he's, he's doing the whole Viktor Orban thing uh, just, just, just because, well, it sounds good and people like to hear that. It's sort of, they enjoy him, but it's really only him in his, um, in his, you know, in, in his TV commentator host, in his reality TV kind of a thing that he's doing. It's, it's not, you can't really imagine it would happen. You can't imagine suspending the constant. January 6th. Yeah, we better damn well begin imagining the suspension of the Constitution the murder of politicians and judges and people and anyone that's in Donald's way. By Donald's hand? No, by Donald's command, yes. We better start thinking about a man who will do 
anything. And, and please, for God's sake, follow Mary Trump on tweet, his niece, and just remember the, I, 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 how many times over the, the months and years I repeat the title of her book. It was a subtitle, I believe it was. Too much and never enough. You have a sick psyche here. You have a sociopath, a narcissistic sociopath, who cannot stop anywhere. There's no, there's no place for him to stop. But you see, what we haven't done is accepted the implications, the full implications of what he says and of what he, shall I repeat it? January 6th. You've got to take this bastard seriously. You've got to take what he's saying seriously. You've got to start looking at the people who are willing to put this guy back in. Now, what does that mean? Well, it means that he needs to be counterbalanced more effectively. Am I, am I being cute? No, I, I, I'm being realistic. No, I am not calling for what everybody might imagine I'm calling for. No. 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 Donald still has a right to be out there. But the Democrats and Joe Biden have to stop acting like they are simply above it all. That, well, we know that in the end we will all have to become uh, uh, subjects of the Constitution, that that is where we ultimately, it's, it's the goal, so let's just act like we've already gotten back there. Let's not notice the fact that half the country, electorally speaking, is willing to Burn it down because, you see, that's what Donald says he wants to do. But no, 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 he doesn't really mean it. January 6th. And, and, and this is what Nicole Wallace's show was about yesterday on MSNBC. Wake the hell up, jerkazoids, referring to ourselves. This is not a, dr a drill, it's not a joke, it's not make-believe, it's not, well, it's really just TV. No, it's real. The jerk can get back in there. They could put him back. It could happen. And if he gets back in there, he will never, ever, 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 ever leave. Or not leave under anything resembling constitutional norms and laws. If you, oh, you don't believe that. Oh, really? Think of what it would take for him to get back there. He would have to somehow win or take power after being indicted, convicted, and sentenced for criminal activities. Enough Americans would have to say, eh, it doesn't really matter. And he, or, and, and, and he would either, or if he lost, he would have to find another, uh, he'd have to outdo January 6th. 
and 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 he would have to, his followers would be counting on the fact that no one would expect anyone in their right mind to outdo what happened on the tw- on, in, in 2021 on January 6th. That this is no, it, it no, it's still just Donald saying things. No, no, we have got to begin taking incredibly seriously the threat that Donald and his minions, the MAGA Republicans, pose to American constitutional order. We are talking about the overthrow of the government of the constitutional order of this country. It is a, it is a work in process right now. I mean, you know, you can kid yourself about this, we can, we can keep saying, no, 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 no. People, people will come to their right mind. And, 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 once, and once the trials start and once you see the evidence against it, people will understand who he is and they'll back up. They haven't so far. The, the very notion that there are 91 counts in four separate indictments hanging over this guy's head and, and there is still a, 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 a flat, razor-thin majority in his favor within the electorate? And you're going to tell me that's not a problem? Okay, Joe Biden and company, and I think this is this is what this is what uh, Nicole was saying last night. Certainly, uh, on on uh, Joe Scarborough was saying it this morning, and 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 I think largely Scarborough himself, Meacham, Meacham kind of echoed this, but Scarborough said it straight out. The Biden administration has got to wake up and realize it cannot, cannot take simply or assume that it has the high road here. The example was given of George Dukakis running against uh, Bush 41 and how Dukakis kind of adopted that high road attitude. And by the time he realized that popular opinion that, that the Republicans in Bush 41 had moved uh, way past him, it was already electorally too damned late. So we can't afford a too damned late situation here. There is going to have to be a far more aggressive pushback against Donald. Does this mean that we have to, as Democrats, and does it mean the Biden administration has to be talking in truth social terms that Joe Biden has to go out and get absolutely nuts? No. What it means is that he has to be getting nuts nuts, if you will, really, really lathered, really, really upset about, really reacting to what it could be happening to this country in the event that Donald takes control. He has to say straight out, do you realize that we're at a point in time right now where half of this country would put this man back in office? Do you understand what that means? And then go through the list and lay it out for them and lay out at the same time what he's done positively and understand that we are not in anything like a normal electoral environment here, that you are with a man who has been 
basically discarded any care for, any love of, any willingness to play by the rules of the Constitution, of the judicial system, who is basically in a save-my-own-life mode. He doesn't give a shit about anyone or anything else. And he's able, because of some weird gift that he has, to convince other people to go along with him, to make it feel okay. This, this, this perpetuation of grievance that cuts through reality. It, 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 basically, it basically subtracts the need for reality. It basically makes fact unnecessary. It goes right to the heart of what people really want. And they don't feel anything pushing back the, uh, from the other side. So that when Donald throws them this leaden lifesaver of his grievance, they cling to it. And they imagine that they're floating and bobbing along. In fact, that they're rising above the water even as they're sinking below it with him. Doesn't matter. They imagine it to be that. Why? Because that's the only thing really being thrown out to them. No one tells them, they're not hearing, certainly not from the Biden administration, that the guy just threw you a chunk of lead. You're clinging to a chunk of lead. You're drowning. You're breathing in water. You're actually suffocating. But you imagined that you're floating above the waves that you're actually up there floating no one what no oh, no one told you no, well yeah well i i, I don't know um I, I i they they told me that stuff that that water in my lungs that's actually purifying my lungs the drowning sensation that's actually good for me well no one told me otherwise i'm not getting that message and god knows if the message were being communicated we on the left or center left or wherever you are in the spectrum would be getting some sense of that. I'm not. Are you getting that? I'm not. I hear the left reporting on Donald. I, I hear, I've heard up to yesterday morning, well, yesterday afternoon, I heard the, the mea culpas. I, I, heard, I heard the thumping sound of fists on, uh, on upper breasts, you know, basically saying, oh, how horrible, how horrible. Don't worry, more or less. We're going to get past this because we have the upper ground. We've always had, we are constitutionally, January 6th. I'll say it again, January 6th. The moment you start feeling calm and relaxed and protected and don't worry, America will just sort of naturally... January 6th. Trump goes ahead and tells... Uh, and, and, and puts out a truth social thing, telling the Republicans in the House, the, the, the wacko, you know, the, 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 uh, the, the, the clown car contingent, that's basically blocking uh, any chance, well, it seems like any chance of getting a balanced budget or, or passing a continuing spending resolution, any, anything they can do, even a CR at this point, just, just not to shut the government down. No, no, don't worry about it. Get everything you want, and if you don't, shut the damn place down. That, that's... That's his message to the clown car. And the clown car, of course, you know, jumps up and down. And, and, his, and his constituency, the MAGA base, goes, yeah, right, blah, 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 blah. And they jump up and down. And everybody kind of, you know, continues on. But don't, but don't worry. He's just saying that January 6th. <laughs> 
January 6th. Donald is scared to death. But simply saying he's scared to death does not change the reaction of his followers to him, does not shut him up or slow him down, does not make the legal system work any more efficiently, does not basically make people understand what we would be confronting if this son of a bitch actually were to try seriously to step foot in the White House, but he would have to forgive himself for it, he'd have to part, no one, all of the constitutional trauma this country would have to go. No, the fact that you think he's simply entertaining doesn't change any of that. Here's the reality. For Donald to step foot back in the White House means you have to burn the place down. You have to tear down the constitutional order. You have to make any belief in the American system irrelevant and impossible because a criminal will have forgiven himself in order to take all the power in the world, and America will have endorsed it. That's what you have to have happen for Donald to get in. No matter how he gets there, that's how it would have to be. That would be the bottom, bottom line. Some low-life criminal basically pardoned themselves and took power, and we let him do it because, well, the, well, you know, we, we'll have to argue. The rules basically are a little bit uh, foggy there. Uh, we're not sure. It's a matter, of, uh, a matter of first impression. We've never really decided whether or not, uh, you know, uh, uh, granted, uh, you know, granted he, he was a city. I, no, we're not talking about the fact that he was a city. Well, we, we have to take into account that he is running for, well, we have, and while everybody is hemming and hawing and, 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 and scratching their heads and scratching their asses and trying to figure out the legality of it, the Constitution fails. The country fails. Because that's the only way Donald walks back into power. Get this in your brain. After, after you've repeated enough times, January 6th, January 6th, then repeat Trump or America? Trump or America? No other, no, no other conjunction in between. It's one or the other. You cannot have Donald Trump and a functional America, a constitutionally functional America. It doesn't work. You cannot pretend and say, well, it's okay because it's only, geez, it's only a, you know, he's only a, a cartoon figure. He's January 6th. So here's what I'm saying. I'll make this real easy. The Democrats and the Biden administration had better put, they better light a flame under their ass. They, they better absolutely go bonkers real soon, real fast, and get out there and basically counter this guy, counter message this guy. We've got the material to do this. We've got the facts on our side. We've got the law on our side. We have, we have, for the most part, history on our side. We have the Constitution on our side. We have the numbers within the country on our side. For God's sake, let's start reflecting that. Let's, let's 
get the message out to whoever the hell this 50% plus of the country is that could casually imagine putting someone in office that would have to destroy the office just to walk in the front door and, and educate these people hard. Show the nastiness. Get it out there. Make the ads as ugly as humanly possible. Get the messaging. Get people of some stature out there to talk about what would happen if this son of a bitch got anywhere near the White House. That you're going to lose your damn country. And we've got to start doing this now. We on the left, so that we're not ripping ourselves apart and you're not hearing me jumping up and down on the microphone. You can practically see me jumping on the mic right now. I'm sure I practically am. I don't want to feel the way I feel this morning for the next 14 months. And God knows for how much longer after that, depending on the worst that could happen. I don't want to feel like there is this, this helplessness this sense of, oh my God, we have to just hope that the American people will get it. We have the higher ground. Look, look at those lovely hearings we had, you know, after January 6th, and, and they were all formal, and they were in the... Don't people... And, and look at how nice it is when judges get there and recite nice judicial things about... And, and, we, and, and, and all the documentation gets printed up real... No! That isn't working. That's not making the point. We have, our arsenal is massive. Our information arsenal, the facts, the truth, everything that we have on the left, on, this, on the center left and all the way to the left, what we have at our disposal is everything. And our motivation is to maintain this country. We've got all that. We have motivation forever. We've got information forever. We have points that can be made forever. We have brilliant minds who can compose all this and get it out there. We have to do it. We can't just think, or you can't just listen to me or anyone else say, geez, you know, we really have the ability to counter the Trumpian message. It, it, it'll, it'll take care of itself. January 6th. That's what takes care of itself if we don't get out there and deal with this ourselves and deal with it real soon. Now, I'm going to be looking. I'm looking, starting right now, every day now. I'm waiting to see the ads on TV. I'm waiting to see them online. I'm waiting to see how the powerful message of what will happen to this place if Donald gets anywhere near it. If the Republicans are continually allowed to run roughshod over everything. If Kevin McCarthy and his goons and the assholes in the clown car caucus there don't get pulled under control damn fast. These people are taking your country down. Oh, you think it'll be nice if, uh, yeah, well, you know, at least we don't have to worry about all them illegals coming across. Yeah. How about doing it with no country? How about if you can't? How about if Donald decides that, well, which, well, you know, well, no, whatever Donald decides is fine by me. How about you can't recite the Pledge of Allegiance without Donald's name being in there? How about if the judicial system no longer works? 
How about if the criminal law system is no longer respected? How about if any form of government that is not Republican-dominated is no longer recognized as valid? How about all that? Is it, oh, I've been hoping for that my whole life. No. No, you haven't. The reason you've had a life is because we've had the type of government we have in this country. And if you imagine that, 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 that where Viktor Orban and, and, his, and his ilk are going is what would make a better life for you, for God's sake, go there. Go to Hungary. Move. Enjoy yourself. Find, find some, some two-bit dictatorship. Move to, move to Russia. Seriously. The old, you know, well, go to Russia. Yeah, go to Russia. If we're going to maintain this country, we have to act as though. We have to be committed to. We must perform as though. We must communicate as though we want to hold on. And we must communicate as though we know we're in a fight to maintain this country. Because a lot of, a lot of unfortunately ignorant people don't get that. And we've got to get to them and maintain our hold on ourselves and not get down, downtrodden and feel really negative. No, no. We're 14 months out. This can be done and done very well and I don't want to say easily, but we can do this. We can defeat this son of a bitch. We can defeat these forces that want to destroy this country. But we've got to recognize that we are in a fight for our existence. We've got to take it seriously, and we must begin taking action. I repeat, January 6th. A little soothing jazz.
This is Richard Gazer. You know, it takes lots of time and effort and all kinds of resources to produce the kind of quality program we produce here at Center Left Radio. And it costs money to do it. Now, if we screamed a little louder or thought a little less about what we were saying, we could probably get a few advertisers to pay us to sell their products to a more tribally predictable audience. But that's not who we are or who you are. You come to Center Left Radio for non-commercial, thoughtful commentary. You're looking for an honest, progressive approach to solving America's problems, not exacerbating them. And we're committed to providing all of that. We're one of the few stations offering full-time, non-commercial, progressive programming. And we're the only station, the only one, doing it with a combination of hope, politics, and that most eloquent of all original American art forms, jazz. Center Left Radio has been here for more than seven consecutive years and more than 800 individual episodes. 800. Think of that. We support your needs. Now we're asking you to support ours. Take a moment and go to our website, www.centerlefttalkradio, one word, centerlefttalkradio.com, and go to the donate page. And when you get there, give whatever you can. On a one-time or maybe a recurring basis, $5, $10, $1,000, whatever you can contribute to make Center Left Radio's unique progressive voice stronger and even more significant as the full extent of the wrongdoing of Donald Trump and his associates becomes all the more evident. And as we enter this final consequences stage of the Trump saga. Yeah, you know what's at stake. And I know. We all know. We can count on you. On behalf of all of us at Center Left Radio, thank you. You've been listening to Central Left Radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz. My name is Richard Gazer, and thank you once again for being part of today's show. Wake up, call. We can no longer content ourselves with saying we have the upper ground, we're right, we know we're doing the American thing, we know we're constitutionally accurate. No, we are in a fight for not just the heart and soul of this country, but for the constitutional order. We either message our way effectively starting right now, or we resign ourselves to the fact that the Constitution will fail in 2024.